Prince Trap by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Live for Love, Last Words from the Cockpit, in parentheses, from Diamonds and Pearls. It is the final track of that album. It was recorded in December 1989, and then, you know, extra stuff was put onto it in early 1991, all at Paisley Park, released on the 1st of October 1991. On the track you have Prince, uh, you have Mike B, giving some great drums, uh, you've got Sonny T with a, a fantastic bass line, and then you have Tony M contributing a rap. Uh, the song is 6 minutes 58 and joining me to talk about this today is Victor Azevedo. Hello Victor. Uh, hi Darren. And I mean in terms of a genre I'm really not sure what to call this. I don't know I mean like it feels a little bit kind of like a I mean there's like a rock feel to it yeah. so it kind of feels like a rock song but you know some of the lyrics um, you know uh, I mean it's, it tells such a weird story mm-hmm. <laughs> that I don't I don't know I don't know what to call it like you know um, it's just it's just one of those things where to me it's just you know it's the last song on Diamonds and Pearls and I'm just used yeah. to it being there yeah. so I don't really try and think of a genre for it but it, I don't know it's, I don't know how you'd classify it not sure because it, it, it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the album does it it's diff- slightly different to everything else that sits there does it because it's not yeah yeah and I don't know how you'd put it in there because it has yeah I'm not sure sorry <laughs> we had a bit of <laughs> It's worth saying, of course, you know, there is the Diamonds and Pearls video collection, uh, which has, you know, the singles for Get Off and Cream, uh, and Diamonds and Pearls, obviously, you know, the three kind of big singles. Uh, it also has Stroll In on there. Uh, and there's a video for Insatiable as well. And then there's a, ver- you know, there's only one of the two v- videos for Money Don't Matter Tonight on there as well. Um, and then there's a live version of this song, uh, which I think was performed at Wembley uh, mm. in, in London during the, the Diamonds and Pearls tour. Yeah. Um, you know, from I think it's from the 24th of June 1992. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also some live footage from, uh, interestingly enough, the Sydney Entertainment Centre uh, from like April, May 1992 in some of the songs as well. Yeah, and I'm not uh, I think, sure. I think, and I'm not sure I was at that gig. I think I was one of the ones earlier because I, <laughs> I can't remember. I like it was, you know, how many years ago, and it was, you know. A lot of drinking since then. But yeah, I can't remember this song at all. And I don't remember it being... If it was on, I don't remember all the stuff that happened at the Wembley gig with all the, you know, the, the pyrotechnics and the, you know, the gun being pointed, at, at, you know, during the rap when this, he's trying to do the rap and he's got a gun to his head. I don't remember that. <laughs> but, I think, I think, yeah. but the thing is, I only remember, the only thing I remember from that gig was... Oh, I can't remember what, like all of a sudden Prince disappeared backstage with diamonds and pearls and all of a sudden on the big video screen, it was basically them in the green room trying to snogging each other. And that appeared on the screen while the band <laughs> was still playing and people went nuts. I don't think you'd do it now. Well, he wouldn't obviously no. do it now, but not later in his career. But it was like amazing to see he was trying to snog diamonds and pearls in the in the green room at the entertainment center. <laughs> Uh, the song itself formed the B-side of The Morning Papers, which is a single from the next album, 
Um, something that you know would also be true of Strolling, which is also a B-side for a single from the next album. Mm. Um, I think pretty much every single track on Diamonds and Pearls was eventually released somewhere along the line. Mm. Uh, you know, this was kind of the last time that um, I think like maybe Jughead and Walk Don't Walk were probably the only two that weren't released anywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, other than that, pretty much everything kind of ended up getting released on something. Um, you know, Diamonds and Pearls, you know, being like kind of the last really big commercial success for Prince oh, yeah. with Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, you know, but let's get into the song, which, like we say, is a bit of an oddity. It starts with a, a kind of almost robotic voice saying, launch, proceed, you commence, countdown, start. And then we get 10 uh, down to four. I'm not going to count down to, to four. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of, the weird thing is the beat comes in. And if you keep counting in your head, you can count down to three before Prince sings, <laughs> keep going. Mm. Um, and then you get the kind of driving drum beat, which Michael B does, which is, I got to say, one of my favorite drum beats, uh, you know, one of my favorite beats on this album is that is yeah. that kind of like really, you know, kind of like, I mean, really driving, mm. you know, obviously, I guess the idea is, as it says, you know, final words from the cockpit. And this is obviously the thoughts of someone who is a pilot, Mm. um, you know. And then there's a there's a little bit where we have acceleration into temporal space continuum now begins. Okay, can you please explain that to me, Darren? Because I wrote that down on my notes. It's like, because obviously it's a sample from something, isn't it? Because it sounds like yeah. So it must be something from somewhere, but. What is it? I don't know. I think it's just, I think it's just processed, isn't it? I think it's just it's just one of the members of the band, and it's just kind of like processed, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of really weird. Um, it's worth saying that you know some of this was recorded, um, you know, during the the nude tour. The kind of mm. you know, the demo of it with Michael B and Sunny T was kind of done. Um, and then, and then, you know, later on, um, you know, the Tony M stuff was added afterwards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I love the kind of, I don't, I don't know, the, the, the kind of story itself is ridic- a little ridiculous, but I do love the kind of 30,000 feet and still counting. And it's worth saying as well, Prince is kind of, uh, you know, not in falsetto, but certainly in his higher register, because uh, each of these rhymes that the counting, mountain and feel nothing are all kind of quite high up. Um, you know, the attack on my plane is steadily mounting. And, you know, each time we get live for love as a little kind of uh, and then they killed my buddy, but I'm supposed to feel nothing. Mm-hmm. How can I live for love? And then the chorus, I'm calling. And then just the kind of robotic live for love o- over and over again and prints in between with the I'm calling. Um, you know, I just I mean, I, lo- I love it because it's like such a kind of silly start to the song, particularly yeah. with the countdown and the like. Uh, but once it gets going as Prince actually tells it to do, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get this kind of weird narrative uh, where Prince says, kicked out of my home at 17. And then you hear someone yell, get out of here. <laughs> and I just, I love that kind of touch. Uh, you know, a real family. Now, what does that mean? And then the echo of what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, don't nobody know the trouble I've seen. How can I live for love? I mean, mm. you know, it's just, it's just really great. And, you know, <laughs> when we get to the kind of the the bridge uh, where Prince says, my mission, so they said, was just to drop the bombs. Yeah. Um, and then we get the sample again of acceleration into temporal space continue now begins. Mm. Just like I got no conscience. And I love the use of this word, just like I got no qualms. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so perfect. Only Prince could sneak that into a song. 
Um, and then we hear the, you know, the kind of Alpha 7 acknowledge and then Prince going, now what does that mean? And that is, I love it's like almost like he doesn't understand what's going on in the song himself where he's like, yeah. what the hell does Alpha 7 acknowledge mean? Um, and then we get the kind of go Tommy go, which, you know, it's probably, you know, it's a really kind of fun bit in the middle of the song. Yeah. I like it. The thing is too, the funny thing is, because I didn't realise when this was recorded, this was re- this came out probably just in the first Gulf War. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Like the whole, like it was recorded way before it, but when you actually listen to it, it's just about this guy, this, this young guy out, you know, basically got kicked out of home, ended up in the Air Force. Um, is basically, is, his conscious is, conscious is basically going, you know, I've been told to do this, but I'm going to kill people, but I don't know if I, that's not right. And he's still basically just, just basically working it through, thinking, you know, this doesn't make sense. I should live for love. I should be killing people and dropping bombs on people. Or the the thing with his friend dying and he's not feeling anything. So that's that's essentially the story is just him. He's, he's just, just like, this doesn't make sense. Why am I doing this? But I've been told to do this. Alpha 7 says I have to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's his bosses. So he has to do it. So, yeah, yeah it's like I said, it kind of, it works with the Gulf War thing because like oh, okay, I'm now aging myself as well. I remember everyone remembers the footage from that first Gulf War of all those buildings, that black and white footage of bombs falling into the center of them of that, yeah. and seeing that on the news all the time. So this fits into that, like it's coincident- coincidentally. I don't know why, but it just coincidentally fits into that. Film. As we get to the middle of the song, you know, we have Prince saying, "So here, my target is approaching." The angel on my shoulder starts coaching. And this is when we get a little bit of Tony M saying, live for love without love, you don't live. And then he goes, boom, I take a deep breath. Is it boom life? Is it boom death? And then you get that kind of the the fill, you know, like the, the little kind of um, uh, like the little riff that kind of fills in every now and again uh, with the kind of drum roll. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> Prince saying, maybe I was better off staying in school, but everybody said flying planes was cool. <laughs> it's so easy for them to say because they never have to go through. How can I live for love? Mm. And then we get the I'm calling. And I like how this kind of is the point where it starts to turn into a scream when he starts saying I'm calling. Mm. <laughs> each time each time we get the live for love and he repeats that I'm calling, he starts kind of getting higher and higher until he's just like screaming, I'm calling. Because yeah. is this the bit where the guitar comes in as well? Yeah. He starts screaming. Yeah. And, then, yeah, yeah. And, and that amazing guitar solo kicks in when he does does the usual Prince does screaming. Then all Prince starts screaming. Then the guitar comes in like, you know, like every other song he's ever done before this yeah. and then an amazing guitar solo at this part I remember the screaming and then it's like and then no a... different to anything that came <laughs> off Purple Rain or 1999 he'd scream and then the guitar would go off so to speak and and then we have where he says damn I got hit but I still complete the mission I flash up on my whole life mm. just a steady wishing the choice you make is vital so the end of my recital I say you gotta live for love and then we get the kind of the music stops and then there's kind of like an mm. echo of the words live for love kind of and then, it, and then we get it coming back in with the kind of, you yeah. know, the little kind of solo and Prince saying, keep going again. Like the, like the opening, basically. Yeah. And then we get the kind of live yeah. for love sampled over and over again and kind of distorted. And then we get Tony M coming in with his, mm. <laughs> with, I don't know, the kind of, what's weird is this is the final song of Diamonds and Pearls and it goes out with a Tony mm. M rap. That's the, that's the kind of weird thing is yeah. the placement of it. Prince, yeah. you know, it's quite prominent for, for this point you know, to have Tony M come in. And of course he goes, live for love without love. You don't live. 
and how you make it is based upon what you're giving back. In fact, only a few of us slip through the cracks. Through generations, the cards have always been stacked against us. To love each other is a mm. must. But if we just trust and cut the fuss, believe me, unity is a must. And then, I mean, mm. this is my favorite part where he goes, listen, everybody, as I spread the word. Everybody, Everything is hazy when your vision's blurred. I'm kicking reality in the streets of the city. There's this mentality. What goes around comes around. And any gang ain't any clown who ain't down with the colors that you're sporting around. And then possibly my favorite, kind of Tony M getting very aggressive with, listen, G, you're supposed to be striving to be the best that you can be. Stop trying to dominate and push and shove. Come on, y'all. We've got to live for love. Um, and then there's, you know, a lot of the sample of live for love kind of, you know, toward yeah. as we keep going towards the end of the song. Um, yeah. You know, which with I, another guitar, with another amazing guitar solo at the end. As yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, obviously, there are, you know, people kind of can criticize Tony M for maybe not being the world's greatest rapper. But I think the, the kind mm. of the rap here fits with the tone of what the rest of the song is. And, you know, yeah. I think that's the key to to you know, some of the stuff where Prince decides to feature a rapper is you have to kind of deliver something that fits with what the rest of the song is about. Um, and yeah. I, I also do like the way that he delivers the lines, you know, the kind of, uh, mm. you know, the, the the whole kind of like, um, uh, what is it? The kind of uh, everything is hazy when your vision is blurred. Like that kind of, that line delivery is really fun, you know? And, uh, you know, the kind of, there's this mentality that goes around, comes around, you know, like mm. he, he, he does kind of deliver the lines really well. And, uh, you know, let's put it like this. He, he's not a detriment to the song, unlike, you know, the, the song that climaxed the previous album where we had T.C. Ellis mm-hmm. doing nothing but ruining the song. <laughs> um, so, you know, it makes a refreshing change from that. But also, I think throughout the album, and obviously, you know, while I've said this on other tracks, I think Tony M, you know, he does what Prince wants, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. and he really does kind of enhance, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of this album. So, uh, you know, he's not a detriment. Um, you know, I think him and yeah. Rosie Games both really kind of, expand what what the sound of of prince was doing in the early 90s um you know mm-hmm. and you know I, I feel like you know it's a successful rap um you know even yeah. with the little kind of uh, when prince says you know you gotta live for love and you get the echo he does the same thing when he says come on you're we gotta live for love and there's a little echo of live yeah. for love again um you know mm-hmm. so i don't i, I mean you know in terms of like final songs i think live for love is probably i would have to say one of the weaker like final songs but I still really enjoy it, you know, like the the whole album has a kind of um, a very kind of specific flow. And I feel like this really fits with the, the whole feel of Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah, because the thing is, too, the album starts with Thunder. So it's this kind of bombastic kind of Eastern song at the start and this song at the end. And it kind of does. It's Look, let's put it this way. It's the total opposite of our conversation about Graffiti Bridge. It top and tails really nicely. Yeah. It does. It's just the, the tracking works well. And it's a bit of a long song too, as well, which is this kind of works. It, it does work. The rap works in this as well. I don't think if we had the the rap definitely works in this one compared to say MPG Part Two, which is just yeah. Let's not talk about that again. But yeah. So <laughs> well, I mean, you also you know you also you're coming out of Insatiable, you know, which is kind of like a love song, and before that you had Push, which was kind of a bit more of a kind of statement song. Um, you know, and obviously Money Don't Matter Tonight, which was, you know, a bit more of a political song. I mean, as is Jughead a little bit towards the end of that song gets very political. So, you know, like the the, the, the the kind of contrast between the songs, it really works, you know, just like the opening, you know, going from Thunder to Daddy Pop 
and then going into diamonds and pearls, which, you know, contrasts nicely with cream. You know, there's a there's a running order here that it seems like Prince has actually put some thought into this. Uh, whereas, yeah. you know, the last couple of albums, they feel a kind of bit more kind of up and down. Whereas this feels really mm. consistent in terms of like, a you know, an album. Um, and also the video for it is really fun. Um, you know, seeing mm. Prince kind of doing the live stuff and, you know, intercutting that with, uh, you know, various yeah. bits and pieces. You know, it really works as a as a video, um, you know. So, you know, and I mean, the, the fact that they ended up using this as a B-side for another single off the next album, it, it kind of takes mm. me back to the early days of Warner Brothers where they were kept doing that to Prince, where every album track ended up yeah. as a B-side somewhere. Um, you know, so it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, which is really, which is really weird because, like, at one stage he was making new, like, pretty much from what uh, I'm going to say, what 1999, maybe a little earlier than that. He was always got these really great B sides of songs he just kind of had hanging around, and he says, oh, "I'll put this on the B side," and then got to this stage, and obviously just maybe, maybe this is maybe towards the start of his problems with Warner, maybe just gone up, oh, bugger it, I can't be bothered, I can't be bothered putting a you know, putting a new song for a B-side. So they just basically throw in whatever song later, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, it seems really weird that he's gone from, like, dedicated B-sides that he's played, now just basically putting songs from other albums. I mean, it's worth remembering that he was kind of in the middle of a really big tour. So I just don't think maybe he had the time to kind of put something together. Because of Diamonds and Pearls, the singles all from Diamonds and Pearls, um, you know, they all have um, B-sides that were recorded for it. You know, Get Off has got four B-sides. So, you know, there was a lot of material that he was doing when he had time off after Graffiti Bridge mm. leading into Diamonds and Pearls. But then I think mm. once he was touring with Diamonds and Pearls, he didn't really have the time to kind yeah. of go back and record yeah. stuff for B-sides. So Symbol is kind of missing a few B-sides, basically. It's just a lot of album tracks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean... Yeah. You know, for me, I would have to say, uh, and only because the rest of the album is very strong, I'd have to say four out of five. Uh, you know, yeah, this this but... is an album that has so many five out of fives on it that, that like, I don't feel I can give this a five out of five. Um, you know, this it's still I, as much as I enjoy it, and I love I love the beat. I think you know, and I enjoy the rap. Uh, you know, Sunny T is really kind of doing some great stuff on the bass. Um, you mm. know, and there's some fun stuff. Uh, it is just a very puzzling song in some points. <laughs> like the idea of this, I mean, yeah. I like when Prince does a story song, but the kind of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that when he's like thrown out of you know home at fifteen or sixteen or whatever, mm. seventeen, I think it is, yeah. and you have the like get out of here, like just. I mean, that feels a little bit kind of too jokey. If you're gonna do <laughs> a serious story about someone who ended up in the military and you know dies on a kind of pointless mission because they had a bad home life you can't have a little get out of here sample you know i can't i can't give it i can't give it five out of five because of that i love it because it's a little playful mm. but it kind of undermines you know the what the story that prince wants to tell yeah look I, I'd, I'd give it four stars as well i said it does work with it it does top and tail the album really nicely the rap look, i don't know I've, I've you've heard me say that i'm always a bit suspicious of the raps in prince's songs because I don't think they're really good at times. Some are worse than others, and this was actually not a bad one. So, yeah, definitely a four-star song. You know, not able to find any covers. Prince performed this on the Diamonds and Pearls tour, but he didn't perform it after that. I guess once he's put out a live version of a song, you know, like on VHS or whatever, he, you know, that kind of gives him the excuse to be like, well, everyone can watch it. I don't need to perform it every single night from now on. So, you know, and that's that's true of a lot of songs on the on, on the album Diamonds and Pearls. You know, aside from like the really big hits, he pretty much performed them on that tour and then just stopped performing them after that tour. Um, you know, obviously he then got into a bit of a dispute with Warners where he, 
he basically only played the gold experience for like 18 months on tour and no other songs. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, 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 we still got that to come. Um, but yeah, so, mm. you know, and I, I think like it's a really good finish to the album. Like we say, you know, Thunder and this really kind of complement each other. They kind of really, they, they, they thematically kind of fit with the, the kind of the, the, the kind of the new sound that Prince is doing uh, with with the with the new power generation here, and you know this band is my favorite of all the kind of iterations of the new power generation over like the next kind of twenty years. Um, you know, I really enjoy you know the kind of stuff that they do uh, on this album, um, and you know this is the first album that I ever owned of Prince's, and so you know there will always be a kind of sentimental place for me uh, for any of the songs on this. Uh, you know, even if they are you know walk don't walk. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, just uh, really one of my, one of my favorite albums, um, you know, uh, of Prince's and not just, not just because it was the first kind of uh, one that I owned, but also because I feel it is one of his better albums. You know, it is, it is one of the ones where he seems to have put some thought into the songs that make it up. And obviously, um, you know, as I've already said, you know, Graffiti Bridge was him kind of clearing out the vault a little bit, whereas Diamonds and Pearls was pretty much all new songs that were recorded specifically for this album. So that kind of comes through as well. You know, you feel like these are songs that are meant to be in this order and they're meant to be on this album. And that really helps. Because that's, that's the thing, because this is the album that where, like, I kind of lost Prince for a little bit, probably after, like, during the Bat, Batman, kind of Batman period or whatever. Because then I was on my own grunge kick or whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> and then also this album came out. It was huge in Australia. And it actually meant that he actually toured Australia. It was like the first time he'd ever toured Australia was this tour. Yeah. So I finally got to see him, like being a fan, like since, you know, Purple Rain. And then, you know, almost 10 years later, finally getting to see him play, which was just incredible. I just remember how excited I was to see him there, at, at like in my hometown, seeing him play. It was amazing. But yeah, as I said, it's kind of, it was like he had basically, I had no interest for, for a little bit. And all of a sudden this came out and I was like, oh my God. Chris is still cool. This is great. Yeah, so this is, this is a great <laughs> album. Yeah, it's just kind of, it just came back into my life while I was listening to, you know, Nirvana and so forth and so forth. And then this came in. It's like, oh, okay, this is a nice little thing. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, um, the next time we hear from Prince is, you know, he's telling us what his name is, you know. Um, that's mm-hmm. not completely true because Sexy MF was the lead single. But you know, we we you know we get an album that starts with My Name Is Prince. You know, if you're listening to the albums in order, you finish Live for Love and then you go into My Name Is Prince, and you know you can kind of <laughs> see that he's going in a slightly different direction for the '90s. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, you have an album that essentially has no name. You know, and we start to get into all that kind of stuff. And Prince kind of, you know, he'd always been a little bit strange, but then he kind of, yeah. as we go through the 90s, he really starts to take some kind of odd kind of turns. Um, and so for me, yeah. this kind of feels like the last like little bit of Prince kind of just as, you know, normal Prince rock star. After this, we start to kind mm-hmm. of veer into kind of really odd territory, um, you know, and, and yeah. kind of go in some strange directions. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, anyway. Uh, I feel like we said as much as we can about this and the album Diamonds and Pearls. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Victor? Oh, actually, um, plug a pl- podcast movie. Um, these guys called the Comedy Fool Nerds did this uh, documentary called Earbuds, which is about podcasts and how the, how people do podcasts. And uh, it's not very technical, which is great, but it's basically about fans and how the fans get together and how people 
People in podcasts are very strange people, and you know this, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> so they're a very, um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think? It's very passionate lot, especially about their podcasts, and they're constantly talking about this podcast. So this uh, movie encapsulates that. So yeah, Ebards the movie. It's actually really, really good. Check it out. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Strap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us, I uh, don't know why you would, at Prince uh track by track at gmail.com thanks once more for being my guest here victor no thanks for having me darren and otherwise <laughs>